Welcome to the podcast for G's only, for G's only, and it's for all women who's at the C-Suite's level, CEO. and we're coming your way to share our stories and leadership, so we walk in the walk, talking the talk, being the boss lady, welcome to yeah, the C-Suite, where we help build women leadership, and how to be the boss lady. Hello, hello, and welcome to She Sweets Podcast with Jody Hood. It's a place where women C-suite executives share and compare unfiltered realities women face that our male counterparts will never face. We laugh, we cry, we thrive, and we survive. Today, I am thrilled to have my guest, Patricia Chassier, and we are going to continue our conversation on the C-suite as a woman caregiver. Now, naturally, uh, we are, as women, we are nurturing. And when a family member is ill, we are more than likely the one who will be the designated caregiver. So today, Patricia is going to talk about her journey caring for her mom who has had Alzheimer's. Now, I'm going to ask Patricia to tell us a little bit about herself first. Patricia? Sure. So I am Patricia. Um, I've been in the health. First of all, I want to thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Um, I consider it a privilege and I'm excited to talk about a topic that I love so very much. Um, and that is about being a caregiver. Um, but again, my name is Patricia. I have been in the healthcare industry um, for over 25 years. Um, currently, I work as a healthcare C-suite executive. Um, I'm a mother. I'm also a wife. I'm also a first lady of a church. I'm also the former um, talk show host of Talk Time with Trish. Um, I'm formerly an adjunct um, professor as well. And then um, lastly, I was also the caregiver for my mother who had Alzheimer's, uh, which is why I am so passionate about this particular um, subject. Yes. Well, Patricia, let me say this. Uh, on a prior podcast, we had uh, Commissioner Monica Gordon as our guest. And she had introduced a resolution to have more funding and education on the topic of menopause and its effects on a woman's cognitive abilities. And then we had uh, Dr. Mackey, who has done groundbreaking research concerning this issue, but she also does research on Alzheimer's. So when I talked to the commissioner, she was really surprised by how many negative comments she got about introducing the resolution. They were saying things like, surely there are more important issues than a woman and cognitive disorder. And I said to myself at that time, I said, I have to have Pat on this show because people are not educated. And exactly. And they need to know the debilitating effects of Alzheimer's. And it is real. And I 
figured that if we can get this message out on the podcast about Alzheimer's and what it really is, people will become more educated and they will support the governor in her effort for this resolution. So Patricia, as uh, living with a mom who had Alzheimer's and had that condition, could you tell us a little bit about what Alzheimer's is and how yes. debilitating it really, it really can be? Absolutely, absolutely. So Alzheimer's is a brain disease, disease that causes a slow decline in your memory, your thinking, thinking and your reasoning skills. So it can affect a lot for that individual. So you hear stories like, you know, someone called an elderly person's house who, you know, probably had Alzheimer's and they were able to um, have the person donate over $10,000. You hear stories like that. Okay, in most cases, it's probably because that person is dealing with um, Alzheimer's. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of times it can go overlooked. When we start seeing seniors having problems with their memory, now that it's not in all cases that it's Alzheimer's. However, when it starts impacting their social life, their quality of life, um, if it's starting to, um, you know, just just be disruptive, um, mm -hmm. then it's certainly time for you to um, take that person in. Everything starts with the primary primary physician. It's time for that person to go see a primary physician and then the primary physician will kind of take things over from there. Now, um, I'm very passionate about this topic as I stated, um, and I am the author of two um, books that I wrote. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm a award-winning author, by the way, not patting myself on the back, but as women, we have to pat ourselves on the back. Oh, you so deserve it. <laughs> I'm telling you, because this is a classic case of taking lemons and making lemonade out of it. Because surely uh, your experience, it is uh, remarkable that you put pen to paper so other people who uh, possibly were going through the same experience will know exactly what is happening and what to expect. And especially from the caregiver's perspective. Now let's talk a little bit about when you first realized that something was going on a little off with your mom and uh, how that became a long journey. Yeah, so I would say initially when I was um, living at home, I started to notice that my mom was posting like little sticky notes all around the house to help her to remember certain things. Mm -hmm. Then I can also remember my mom, she used to love to make potato salad. And I remember uh, for Thanksgiving dinner, I remember several of our family members were kind of whispering and they was like, oh, you know, it seems like, you know, there's no relish in here. There's no mm -hmm. this in here. There's no that in there. And so that's one of the signs, too, is that, you know, again, their memory is affected. You mm -hmm. may start to notice that they're they're posting notes all around the house to kind of help them with their memory. You may notice that if, if this is a person who likes to cook and all of a sudden their food start tasting differently, um, mm -hmm. that can be a sign. Um, if you notice that the person is having um, poor judgment. Poor judgment, meaning as I was giving the example about someone calling their home asking if they could um, donate money. Right. Another thing, and another thing that I want to say um, is when we talk about the memory, mm -hmm. now sometimes people will have what we call mishaps 
where they will say, I can't find my keys. Right. right. And, and yeah. And so, you know, you go into this panic and I, I can't find my keys. And so a lot of times people will panic and they will say, oh, you know, does that mean something is wrong with me? So what I want to say to your listening audience is if you misplace your keys or if you misplace your person, you know, if you misplace something, those things are no normal. The right. problem Especially comes as in. We age. Yes, yes, it's normal. The problem comes in is when we lose the ability to trace our steps. So what tends to happen is we misplace our keys. We know that we misplace our keys and then we go around the house and we retrace our steps. Right. Um, but we have loved ones who can misplace their keys and misplace certain things and they don't recognize that they misplaced, you know, these certain items. Um, mm -hmm. A couple of other um, signs that I want to give you is that the person could have a change in their mood and personality. You may okay. notice that the person is not as outgoing as they used to be. And I know from uh, with my mom, my mom was like a social butterfly. Um, but when she um, developed Alzheimer's, I noticed that her personality started to change. I noticed mm -hmm. that she was a lot more withdrawn than what she used to be. And she really did not like to participate um, in social activities like she used to. So those okay. are just some of the signs. Yeah. So now let's talk about your book. Okay. So, so tell us the, I love the title of your book. So tell me, tell us the title and how you came to that title and what actually is your book about? What can readers expect? Okay. So in my first book, so actually I wrote two books in my first book, which was losing a hero to Alzheimer's, the story of Pearl. That book is about, it's like a, a memoir to my mother. And that book is about my journey with my mom living with Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And in that book, I address how it impacted her, how it impacted the family, and how it impacted the family dynamics. You know, that's from yes. that's very huge. From going yes. through this experience, what I what I share with people is all of the dysfunction, all anything that was unsettled um in that person's life mm -hmm. once they develop alzheimer's it's gonna come out okay um and so it's kind of almost like raising up the carpet okay. and you watch these very interesting family dynamics play out and at the also too what i want to say is you will see how relationships become redefined Mm -hmm. um, you will see how pe how people will start grieving and they're grieving the loss of these mm -hmm. relationships because they recognize that the person is not the same person. So it's just a very interesting um, dynamic that takes place when a family member is hit with Alzheimer's. And so the purpose of me writing that book is mm -hmm. I wanted to enlighten um, everyone about mm -hmm. the disease. I wanted to encourage families um, that they're not alone as well yes. as give them as well as give them tips on you know what they can do to help them to navigate um, mm -hmm. through the different experiences that they will have. Yes. In my in my second book, which is a caregiver's guide for Alzheimer's and dementia, nine key principles, 
I was inspired to write that book because as I would go out and speak, the audience would start to ask me different questions, kind of mm -hmm. like that frequently asked questions. Yes. And so before I knew it, as I started writing those various questions down, who knew I had a second book. So the second <laughs> book is Mm -hmm. A Caregiver's Guide for Alzheimer's and Dementia, Nine Key Principles. And it gives the, the reader nine key principles to be effective as a caregiver. Yes, and that is so important because uh, my husband actually is the CEO of uh, the uh, Adult Day Center located in Inglewood. And okay. surely uh, caregivers suffer a lot and they need a lot of respite care and they also need education on how to deal with their loved ones. Now, Patricia, going back to the resolution uh, of uh, Commissioner Gordon, I, I can report that our first lady of the United States, Jill Biden, has just uh, lobbied and gotten millions of dollars for research. And for that, I am extremely happy that uh, it's coming to the forefront. Now, let's go back to you as a C-suite. I know it had to be extremely difficult because in your introduction, you say you talk about being a mom, a first lady, a C-suite, and you were a former caregiver. How did you do it? Because like, like this podcast is specifically for C-suite women and those who aspire to be a C-suite. And I always say C-suiteers are in rarefied air. It's not that many of us. It's like, oh, 10% of women in the United States are C-suiteers. And of the 10%, about 3% are African-American. So being a C-suite in and of itself, that's a, a large, heavy load, but you managed to juggle everything so well. So could you just give the readers uh, some little encouragement about how you can still be an executive and juggle all of the cares of life? Yes, and so you nailed it on the head. It is truly a juggling act. <laughs> <laughs> So what I would tell um, anyone that endeavor to be in the C-suite is that, and, and you have to juggle all of these various responsibilities, time management is very, very important. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was one of the things that, you know, I'm blessed that I was really able to perfect. And so when I was at work, I was engaged at work. I used my time wisely. I did not spend a lot of time um, doing unnecessary socializing. Mm -hmm. um, I prioritized my day. I made sure that whatever the priority was for that day, I completed it. I was very focused. Mm -hmm. um, in regards to raising um, my children. So obviously they were in school. They had a lot of activities, sports activities, so on and so forth. And so believe it or not my husband and i did not have a big support system it was literally just me and him and the school to be oh quite honest yeah yes. so we did not yes and so my husband and i would have to take turns so there were some games that he could attend there were some games that i could attend and then my children went to a very small private school and mm -hmm. so there were days that we would let them know neither one of us was not going to be able to be in attendance for that you know at that particular 
event and right. we would ask them could they do just a little extra for our children um oh. and so and then in regards to my mother I, i'm so happy to hear that you all have a that your husband he he has a business like that yeah. um because i tell you with my mom my mother attended a senior daycare which is very much like you know what your husband is the ceo over and right. i tell you had it not been for us to have a resource like that my husband and i wouldn't even have been able to work um so if i can just be very clear time management is huge mm -hmm. and you have to be intentional about everything i, I had like to be in intentional mm -hmm. intentional i had to be intentional in making sure that i spent quality time with my children together as well as individually I had to be intentional in making sure that I checked in with my kids every single day. Every mm -hmm. single day, I had to lay eyes on my children. I had to talk to them, and I had to know how their how their day was. Mm -hmm. I had to be intentional with interacting with my mother. I had to be intentional in interacting with my husband, and most importantly, I had to be intentional in making sure that I took time out for myself. There you and go, self care. That's it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so a lot of times what I like to do is I like to take walks mm -hmm. that really gives me a time to really just, um, you know, bring my stress down, be able to reflect on my day and start to think about how I'm going to handle the next day. Yes. Well, Patricia, I'm just going to tell you, this has been an absolute joy talking with you. And I'm sure my listeners are going to be so inspired and so encouraged because you can do it as you if you have a plan like you said time management if you are intentional you can be a c-suite and a caregiver and as the topic is you can be a c-suite by day and a caregiver by night now as we end our uh, podcast one more time patricia could you please tell us where we could find your books uh, I know so many people are going to be uh, interested in reading the book. And uh, if they just wanted to speak to you in person, uh, do you have, I, I'm putting you on the spot. Do you have your itinerary for maybe the next month where you will be speaking where they can come and see you in person and ask questions? So I know that I'm going to be at the Orland Park Library and I believe that date is the Orland Park Library. I want to say that date is April the 11th. Mm -hmm. um, it's, the, it's the second Thursday in April. Okay. Um, but your listeners can connect with me. So I have a website, which is called TAAD. And that is Trish Against Alzheimer's and Dementia. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can also, your listeners can also reach out to me at P-M-C-C-L-U-R-E-C-H-E-S-S-I-E-R -S -S -E -E at yahoo.com. Or they can also connect with me on LinkedIn. And I am under Patricia M. McClure hyphen Chessier. Okay. Now, where can we purchase those books, girl? Oh, you can purchase those books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, as well as West Bow, that's W-E-S-T-B-O-W, West Bow Press. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, West Bow Press. And give us those titles just one more time. Yes, so it's Losing a Hero to Alzheimer's, The Story of Pearl. 
and a caregiver's guide for Alzheimer's and dementia, Nine Key Principles. And both books are award-winning books. I'm so excited for you and so excited for our listeners because they are going to be in for a treat for sure. So this brings our podcast to a close. So to my listeners, I'm going to ask you to do me a huge favor. I need you to like me on Facebook, connect with me on LinkedIn and be a subscriber on my YouTube page. And that is Jody Hood. So until next time, see sweeters. Keep walking the walk and talking the talk. And C-Sweets, just know that the C-She-Sweet women, we're coming at ya. Welcome to the podcast for G's only, for G's only. And it's for all women who's at the C-Sweets level. And we're coming your way to share our stories and leadership.